Welcome, everybody, to the fourth episode of Chelsea Against the World, the podcast that brings together an American and an Englishman to discuss all things Chelsea Football Club. I'm your host, Manny. Hello, everybody. My name's Simon. Manny, how are you? Well, uh, yesterday was much better. Today, not so good. Was it really? Yeah, I think so. I think last night was good. I was like, you know, I'm, I'm done with work. It's going to be great. You know, I had something to look forward to, making my way back to the bar this morning, share a couple beverages with my boy Simon and the other guys there at the bar. But it was just, it's been an abysmal, abysmal morning, Simon. How about you? I've been better, if I'm being perfectly honest. Um, just to give you a heads up, we are recording about an hour after the Chelsea debacle against Wolves. And it's Saturday, Saturday afternoon now. Um, and I'm a little bit hungover, if I'm being honest. And the last thing that I needed this morning was to watch Chelsea. Because apparently that makes it even worse. And I feel atrocious, both physically. I feel my hangovers are terrible anyway. And then add that anguish, that 90-minute abomination of a football match on top of this. But other than that, I'm really good. Other than that, I'm really good. It's a great Saturday, right? Good, good dreary weather. If you guys don't know, here in Nashville, it's been raining all day. So that kind of you know sets the mood of, of, of the performance on the pitch. Um, but, man, I think we should just dive into it. What a lackluster game. I mean, from the starting lineups, the team sheets came out immediately on our Slack channel. We kind of went through the whole lineup, and I think all of us were sort of confused on the setup going back to a back four. Um, we, we've seen Chelsea play a back four under Lampard. Uh, first season, it worked out pretty well. Second season, not so much. And uh, not seeing Chilwell start, I can understand maybe the opinion of keeping him sort of healthy for Madrid on Wednesday. Uh, no Conte on the bench. Again, I guess keeping healthy uh, for Madrid. But I think what surprised me was seeing Conor Gallagher start. How about you? I don't know why we're surprised about that thing that happened today. Um, on the previous part, I went in on this decision to hire Lampard as inter interim manager and I was absolutely begging for me to be completely wrong, but it played out exactly how I thought it was going to do. I got the score right, by the way. Score prediction, 1-0 Simon. Come on. Not 1-0 Wolves. Fuck Wolves. But we're on a... It's a depressing, depressing situation. Last uh, last pod, when we recorded after the news that Lampard had been hired, I had some time to calm down. I am absolutely at my biggest point of rage right now. I am fuming. I don't remember ever being this depressed with the state of Chelsea Football Club in my lifetime. And interestingly enough, I don't think anybody has. Whether they are the older generation or the current generation, this is not normal for Chelsea Football Club. What? How are you feeling about it? It's, this is terrible, right? I was, you know, everybody talks about a manager bounce. That, that was like a manager trough. It was, I think that we just... Name. I don't think I can remember one chance we had, like a legit chance to score on goal. I think even last week, or even you know this past week against Liverpool, and even last week, last weekend, I think we looked much better. You know, the stats would show our xG was much higher. We had a lot more opportunities, and and today, you know, I, with you, I was I was also angered by the decision to appoint Lampard as an interim manager. But you know, I, I had some expectations that maybe the players would, you know, sort of 
play for him or just play for the badge. And today, I just didn't see that throughout the 90 minutes. There were maybe some flashes of some effort, but outside of maybe two or three players, I just thought that the performance was just dreadful. It's absolutely dreadful. The team were running around like a bunch of headless chickens. Connor Gallagher leading the charge with the Energizer Bunny, clueless, inept performance, but running hard. A miracle that he wasn't sent off. I think he epitomized the problems with the team today. I, I, ca- I can't think of a time where we were just completely clueless clueless in terms of building any kind of momentum any kind of strength or patterns of play there was nothing absolutely nothing i i said to you when we were watching the game today which i can't believe how both on a sidebar i can't believe how calm both of us were throughout it because it was about as bad as i've ever seen it and yeah we were calm. The people around us were having animated discussions <laughs> during the match about Lampard's appointment, which I thought was uh, quite funny uh, for the most part. But, yeah, outside of that, I think um, I think tactically everything was set up wrong from the get-go. Now, mind you, Wolves are a good team. I mean, they're mid-table just I mean, like they're us. not a good team. They're an okay team. They're yeah. an okay team. Well, I'm talking about compared to us, right? <laughs> I mean, anyone's good besides us. So. Yeah, exactly. So I, I think, um, they in, again, we were outcoached. They were attacking um, our right side, Cucurella's side. Every long ball kind of went towards that end. They were building up play on that side as well. And I think you saw, not having Chilwell in the lineup, how much of a liability having Cucurella just playing as a lone left back. Not a left center back, but as a lone left back. And that was the first mistake. Number two, our passing was horrendous. When Kovacic had the ball, when Connor had the ball, they were, they were missing so many passes. To our, you know, to our fullbacks or to our wingers dropping in. It was just terrible. Midfield was atrocious. Really, really bad. Worst performance by Enzo since he's arrived. Kovacic, I can't remember a lot the last time. Maybe the last time he played that badly was actually under Lampard, I think. If you're going back, going back, he's been a very consistent performer the last couple of years. But it's just, the whole thing was a real haphazard, clueless performance. There were no, there was no ideas. There was absolute absence of any kind of taking the game by the scruff of the neck and any responsibility taken I just I thought it would be bad I didn't think it would be that bad I uh, we're going to go into a little bit further about some of the fundamental problems in terms of how this has been approached in terms of the management decision but if we're looking at today's game only I, I it was hopeless we could have been there for four days and we have not got anywhere near their goal um Give it credit, their their goal was good. It was a good goal. I would argue that Cucurella should have closed him down quicker. He allowed him to have the shot and Kepper. We can't put too much blame on him, but again, it's another long shot which he doesn't save. Yeah, I mean, I think we gave the stat about Kepa giving up goals outside the box. I think it's around like a maybe a 20% conversion rate, which is pretty high scoring outside the box, right? It's really high, really yeah. high. Um, I could be wrong about that stat. 22% actually. Uh, 20, yeah, 22% exactly. And this would just go up, right? Um, no, it was an incredible strike. I think I did yell out a scream in the bar when he shot that in. And people were sort of confused, like, who's this guy going for? And I thought it was just, I thought it was a great, great, great strike. Let's talk about our attacking players. What attacking players? Do we have attacking players? Well, L- Lampard started three, apparently. Uh, your Your best friend, Kai Havertz. Uh, Sterling and uh, Felix. Thoughts about the attackers today? Dreadful, all three of them. Um, it was a mess. 
uh, Kai Havertz is just just whatever little lightning in a bottle he caught for the Dortmund game in those two games surrounding it, that's gone. We've reverted it back to type. Um, Jao Felix, I have serious concerns about him. His decision-making is questionable at best. I think he's rash. He doesn't make the decisions at the right time. And Sterling, I, I, I don't want to put too much blame on Sterling because he's been out injured for a little while and he's used to playing for a manager who knows what he's doing. Whether we're talking about Pep Guardiola or even Gareth Southgate has structure to the to the way that England play. People don't like it, but the, it's it's structured. We are a mess. There's not, The ball didn't even get to these attackers for most of the first half. I can't really remember a period of play where there was there was much for them to work with. But when they did, oh, it was atrocious. What are your thoughts? No, I agree 100%. I mean, the stats speak for themselves. We had a really, really crappy XG. I don't think we had a very good chance on goal. Um, their goalkeeper, uh, Sa, had really nothing to do the whole game. And um, I think it started up from, number one, they had poor first touches. Poor first touches. Anytime we did complete a pass, it was always – just a bad, bad first touch. And then when we get into the box, again, my point on, on the last pod, we become impotent. Ugh. We become impotent. It, it's as if we just don't have a vision for the goal. Like, we just can't... No passion? Stop. No passion, exactly. Exactly. Um, it, it, and then seeing the changes come in, bringing in Pulisic, bringing Aubameyang in, and bringing in Mudrik, it really didn't... Uh, nothing, nothing changed. I've used this phrase previously, which is throwing shit at a wall and hope it sticks. That's what the, all those substitutions were. I, I mean, we're going to go into the man. I'll go through, go to our managerial rating in a bit, but the players have to take some responsibility for the level of performance they're dishing out. the 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 lack of composure in the final third to pick the right pass. There was one incidence. I don't remember. Don't know if you remember where. Um. Kai Havertz had the ball and Gallagher was running up beside him and Jal Felix was wide open on the left. We saw from the TV that Gallagher had was pointing towards Felix to Havertz and Havertz passed the ball to Gallagher and guess what happened? We ran the ball at our play with nothing happening. It's just... It, it looks intentional at this point that they are so clueless in that area of the pitch that... It must. It must be a point where they just. I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm running out of things to say about this inept attack. Yeah, I, I went through synonyms on terrible, and I think we've probably used eighty percent of those words. Uh, I think one of the the glimmer, I'd say one bright spot today was I thought Reese James played well. I thought he interesting. Okay. I thought it was his worst game in a really? Chelsea shirt today. I, yeah, I thought he made a couple good. Um, you know, I think he a good held up play. I think one time he had like had a really good interception and, and was able to play it out to one of our midfielders. No, I'm just saying uh, who, who was on the field today. It may have been a bad game by his standards, but the players on the pitch, I thought he was – him and Fafana, I thought, were the two yeah, best players. The best of the bad bunch, I think. Yeah. What about the defense? What are your view on the defense as a whole? Yeah, for me – Including any, the goalkeeper. Yeah, I think anytime I, I, I see Koulibaly back there going on a 1v1 – um, I, I just I get scared. It was not like that when we had Rudiger, right? With Rudiger back there, you felt some confidence. You even felt like as if, uh, you know, this guy. I'm not I'm not afraid on a one v one. But having Koulibaly out there back there is like when we had Kurt Zuma, right? Like I would always just have this nervous energy. Even Malang Sar. Whenever I saw Malang Sar 
last year play for Chelsea, I had this nervousness whenever I saw him on the pitch, and I feel that way with Koulibaly, which we shouldn't be. This guy's getting paid over 200,000 pounds a week. And also, this is an interesting point. If that's making you feel like that, what does it do to the players around him? Exactly. Exactly. And then the with him and Kepa both back there, like my anxiety is always at an all-time high when I see both of those players on the pitch. And like Fafana kind of brings down my anxiety level. When Chilwell's on, that kind of helps me. Like, okay, maybe they can sort of counter some of the mistakes when Koulibaly's out there. And, and you know, I, I don't, you know, he we, he, we should have been two goals down. It was he he got he he flopped and they called a foul, but easily Wolves should That's have had diving for yeah. the English audience. Exactly, and so I think that he sh- we should have been two goals down. I mean, maybe his his rating must maybe higher from the statisticians or whatever, but from what I saw on the pitch, not just today's game, just in previous games, I get very very nervous when I see him on the starting lineup. We need first of all, we need Thiago Silva back. But we also need him on the touchline. Right, we need him and Dave coaching this team, right? Maybe they can instill some energy and some passion and some, like my boy says, some vision, you know, uh, for this team to do something. I mean, I feel like when we talked about in this last pod, and I'm just rambling. I'm sorry, guys. I'm just rambling. Go whole hog, yeah. mate. You've, uh, earned it. You've earned it for watching that monstrosity this morning. Yeah, it, just like we said in the last pod, it's just as if like we capitulated by by this hiring. It's as if like we hired Lampard and everybody was drinking the Kool-Aid, but one of the members in the Slack sloop made a really good point. Take Frank Lampard's name out of the equation and just put up that manager's stats and, and where they've coached the last three or four seasons. Would you be okay with Chelsea hiring that coach? No, I don't think anybody would be. And I mind you, I think we played much better. This is just one game, but I think we looked much better under Potter or under Bruno against Liverpool. We had way more chances. Today, today, this was just, it was atrocious. Atrocious. Our attacking was terrible. And you would think we would have more attacking playing a back four because you have an extra midfielder. But that was not the case. Not at all. Where is this manager balance I was, I was told we were going to get? It's a myth anyway. It is a myth. If you look at the statistics surrounding the, the managerial changes, the manager balance doesn't happen. And I think we mentioned it on the last pod that this decision by the owners to hire Lampard has is essentially chucked the rest of the season. If anyone didn't think that before, I really hope you use your eyes and saw what happened today if you watched the game. And I'm already seeing people jumping to the defence of the manager. I, I don't blame Lampard to, for today because he's not capable of doing anything else. He's not. This is solely at the owner's decision for, for appointing him. I'm furious at them. I have been really, really sympathetic to why the way they've been trying to run the club out since they took over and some of the challenges they've faced. But what are they doing? What are they doing to Chelsea? I, 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 I can't believe what I'm seeing. I can't believe what I'm seeing. And if you're not, if you're a Chelsea fan and you're listening to this and you're not furious, really, I don't know what to say to you. I don't know what to say to you because this is not good enough. This is not good enough. Hiring Frank Lampard is not the right decision. And I love Frank for the memories he's given me as a player. But as a manager, he's fucking terrible. He is terrible. Looking back at it, I think that I would have even taken Rafa. I would have taken any other manager in the top in the Premier League besides Frank Lampard. 
I mean, even Antonio Conte, right, coming back for three He's or available. four months. <laughs> He's available. He's <laughs> available. Yeah. I don't think I'd want him long term, but I think I think he would have been a good, quote unquote, caretaker, a good steward for Chelsea Football Club to lead us in the next three to four months. A uh, couple things about the game. What did you think about the potential VAR handball? Did you think it was a handball in the box? No, I don't. I don't. I don't think we can complain about any decisions today by the referee. I think Gallagher should have been sent off. I could see that coming from a mile. It was a miracle that he wasn't. I think the referee took sympathy on us because we're so shit. He was like, I, 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 you know, I can't, I can't take them down to ten men because it's just not fair. I want to, I want to keep, I want to keep some kind of equilibrium in this game. Um, I think the last few weeks I've been really remiss to have a go at any kind of refereeing decisions. I th- maybe I'm just blocking it out because I think it it changes the narrative away. I want to focus on our problems that we can control. And there's a lot of those problems, but I don't know. Maybe I'm the minority there. What did you think? Do you think the ref? What do you think on the major decisions? I th- I think I'm I think I'm okay with overall the refing decisions. I think we benefited from some of the calls. I think Kulabali's uh, flop or his dive, as you said so elegantly earlier before. Thanks, mate. Trying to help with the translation there. Exactly. You get both 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 sides of the of, of verbiage here on this podcast. Um, I think that there were a couple. Um, I actually just looking back at it, nothing is clear cut except I think maybe that handball could have been looked at by VAR. Um, I think it was such a such a fast hit. I don't, you know, I didn't really get a good angle on the on the replays. Uh, mind you, we were just probably screaming at that point, getting angry at that point in the bar. Um, looking at the stats, we controlled possession, but it's it didn't seem like we controlled possession. But we had over sixty two percent possession, but it didn't feel that way. I felt that even when Wolves were up, yeah, they they sort of sat back in the beginning part of the second half, but. 60th, 17th minute, they were the ones on the on the front foot, it seemed. And I thought that our substitutions were okay. I think that we both, I, I think at that point, we when we talked about it at the, at the bar, I think we were conceded that we thought we were going to lose the game anyways around the 80th minute. I didn't see much drive from the people that we brought on, so we both thought that Fafana would probably need to be subbed out for Trevor, just to save him for Wednesday's game. He was getting knocked a lot, I think, in the back. Um, I think there is going to be a lot about Aubameyang having some minutes in this game. I think you're going to see a lot of a lot of him more so now. In the Has to be. Has to be. Has to be playing. I think Lampard took Kai Havertz off earlier than any of the other managers have done. What more do we need to see? What more do we need to see to suggest that this guy up the front through the middle is not the answer and playing anybody sterling play sterling through the middle if you're going to play a false nine which sterling has played previously i made this point to you earlier he scored goals in that role obviously had better players behind him but he knows how to play that role why aren't we why are we doing the same thing over and over again i don't understand it, it help me manny what, what am i missing here Bro, you're you're experiencing confusion FC at its finest. <laughs> that that we're not Chelsea FC this year. We are confusion FC. Uh, I have like have this apathetic aura on me in the last three or four months, and I've sort of had this depressed mindset about our football club. And every time we see a team shooter, every time we see the players in the pitch, both you and I are just so confused about what's happening in this club. And I don't see that changing. Not with this current manager. I don't see it changing with these players. I don't think. I think that Kai Havertz. I think that experiment. I don't know what what else is left. 
I, I just don't know what else is left. I think that – I know we're going to be clearing out some players in the summer. I think he may, he may get a second chance if we get Nagelsmann. You know, I think that maybe they'll have some sort of German bond and maybe he can get a striker in to play Kai off of. But I just don't – I don't know. I, I, I don't know what's left because when you have a player of that caliber, he needs to be – not just scoring goals. He needs to have a performance, a very, very um, consistent performance that he had in that Dortmund game, the couple games bouncing around that. You just don't see it. Like, he had a couple poor touches today. He was not – I don't think he was tracking back to help out the midfielders. That may be a problem why we were so upset about our midfield today. Um, he was not dropping in. You saw Felix and Kai, they would drop in and help out the midfield with the buildup a lot more under Potter and under Bruno. I don't know if that's not what Frank wants him to do. Maybe it's a tactical decision. And how many times did we see today that our forwards were out of position when these crosses were coming in? Every time. It's clueless. Um, I don't really know what else to say in terms of the problems. This is what I would plead to the people who've been countering what we've been communicating about our concern with the Lampard decision is what more evidence do you have to see that this is not the right thing to do? I can tell you the football world is laughing at us. The football world is laughing at Chelsea right now. Every And it's completely deserved. Completely deserved. If this was any other team who quote-unquote, is considering themselves a big global force, which Chelsea are. The decision-making from top to bottom in the last year has been disgraceful. It's been disgraceful. And our owners, I have zero faith in anything that they're trying to do now. Zero. They're really going to have to pull this one round. And the excuses that I'm already seeing about, oh, this team was already messed, you can't blame Lampard for having one go at it. And Why... Move back to why does he move back to a four at the back when we are completely clueless in that role? We don't have the players to do it. I just people really need to wise up. Lampard today asked about if he introduced any tactics for today's match, and he responded, My job is to work with the team to give the idea of what I want. I was reliant on the players today a little bit and giving some messaging. We saw bits of it. I think our players can all accept the ball. You need to find the right solutions and the right ideas. You have to have options where you can play over the press. As long, you know, to me, when 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 you're asked a question about tactics, and you said, "Well, I just let the players play the way they want," and I was, you know, giving them some of my ideas. What what is the manager's role? It's depressing. Actually, it's beyond depressing. It's really rock bottom. I think we're at rock bottom right now, and. I'll go back to the point that I made to some friends a few a few weeks ago when we had the Dortmund game on the horizon. Each Premier League game now is more important than the Champions League because we could find ourselves slipping down this table. A lot of the teams below us won games today. And we're in, we're in deep trouble. <laughs> this is really not, not a fun situation to be in. And as soon as they decided to hire Lampard, they've decided that they don't care about the Champions League. So we shouldn't. We shouldn't care about the Champions League. If they decided to take that attitude, we need to win one more Premier League game and then I would feel a lot better. That brings us up to Wednesday, Simon. What are your expectations about this team for Wednesday? 5-0 Real Madrid. 
5-0. And that's not hyperbole. That's not exaggeration. That is a realistic assumption that we're going to get absolutely nailed against the European champions with a quality manager, with a quality squad full of players against that rubbish that we have in our team, with that clueless manager that we have. And I'm trying to be respectful because I love him as a player, but he is not a manager. We're going to get drilled on Wednesday. It'd be a miracle if we come out of that game anything less than 3-0. What do you think? I, I'm, I'm thinking 2-0. Um, I think your 5-0 um, prediction would be adequate or be, would be accurate, but I think having N'Golo Conte on the pitch may may take off three of those goals. So I think that – I think we're going to lose 2-0. Fair. Um, and so I think that – but I, I agree with you. I, I just – from today's uh, performance, if we don't go to a back three against Real Madrid, I don't know what else to think. I'm out of adjectives. I'm out of words. I'm out of ideas to say about our current management. We have to play a back three against Real Madrid. Koulibaly will get rinsed by Vinicius. Rinsed. I'm really scared. Really scared that we're going to get... This season's just been an embarrassment anyway, across the board. Every time where I think to myself, it can't get lower, this team surprises me, and it gets, gets worse and worse and worse. And I think we better steal ourselves for getting absolutely pulverised on Wednesday night in the Bernabeu. And it's going to be horrible. Kind of going back to your point about disappointment, I think you're absolutely correct. I think that there was some hope that this would be a year where we sack a manager and we do well in the Champions League. I think that's out of the question now with disappointment. It showed up. It showed today. I think it showed in his previous stints at Everton and his last season at Chelsea. I am just sort of surprised that a lot of our fan base have not thought of that or had the idea of that and like you were saying before it's telling like I have friends who are Spurs fans or Gunners fans and they're they were just surprised and shocked that we were that we hired Lampard like I, it feels as if nobody remembered his his um, managerial uh, experience at Everton he was sacked about three months ago right he was a manager at Everton do you know what I thought about this on the way over here? Actually, I thought to myself, wouldn't it be amazing if Lampard got sacked from Everton after nearly taking them down, and then gets hired by Chelsea and takes us down? Can you imagine? It would be hilarious. If uh, if I was a non-Chelsea supporter, I would find that hilarious. That would be the funniest thing in in history of football. I think. You've been a supporter since birth. Have you seen? And this may be very very acute you know, reaction based on the performance today. But have you seen your, you know, going to the bridge, seeing games since the 90s, have you seen a Chelsea team in such disarray as this year? No, this is the worst I've ever seen it by quite some stretch. I think it was really, really bad in Mourinho's last season with us where we were 16th when he he got sacked. We had some leaders in that team that made it. Like We won some crucial games and scored some crucial goals. And I just, I don't see that in the, our current squad. And if we're going back to the the, the, the sort of mid-90s is the first time, and late 90s is probably the first time that I can remember watching Chelsea and still having memories of it. We were never that bad, no. We had some quality players. We had a little streak in us, a little bit like Tottenham, where they would find a way to lose a game. But nothing like this this is just 
It's relegation form. And it, what makes it even worse is that the amount of money that we spent on these players, I, I, it's inexcusable. And just, this lacks all logic. Did we overpay for some of these players? I don't know. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was a rhetorical question and I thought to myself, as soon as I've asked it, why the fuck have I asked that question? <laughs> Yes, we quite clearly have overpaid for some of these players. <laughs> I'm not a gambling man, but yes, we have overpaid for a lot of these players. I think Koulibaly is first and foremost. I think he's on such a high wage bill. And I think the Koulibaly from five, six, seven years ago is not the Koulibaly that we bought. But th- This is the point I was thinking. Napoli haven't been very good. The, the Napoli we see right now has not been the Napoli of the last decade that Koulibaly has been playing for them. If he was that good, he wouldn't have stayed at Napoli that long. Why is it now at 31 he's got the move to the Premier League? And I'm not, I'm not singling... I'm remiss to singling him out, because I th- but I think he's a symptom of the problem. I think he's a real symptom of the issue. And he's just not equipped to play football for Chelsea at the level that we want. Yeah, 100% agree. Do you think, though, as fans, that we should have a tempered expectation um, with the young players that we've brought in, in terms of, you know, like Mudrik and uh, Fofana, the attacker, and Madueke, these younger players that maybe we should have some patience and and see how they develop, you know, two, three, four years from now? I think so. I think that's what the plan was. And I I don't think you can put too much blame on players like Mudrik came on today for 20 minutes and did a few nice touches and like added a bit of spark to it. But I'm, I think it's the, the, the established players that we've just persisted with more than anything else who, uh, there's numerous who should just not be anywhere near our squad. And this is not nothing new. Kepa should not be our goalkeeper. He should not. I would take maybe 17 of the other goalkeepers in the Premier League ahead of him. And that's not exaggerating at all. I would. I think he's really poor. Um, Koulibaly, not good enough. Kukurella, not good enough. He's not. Um, we're looking through the midfield. Gallagher, not good enough. Pulisic, not good enough. Havertz, definitely not good enough. I will buy his plane ticket back to Germany for him. I'm sure he needs my help. What, like, we're going to round up this episode in a minute, but what's your current like, state of the union with Chelsea? Give it, give it to me. Give it to me in full Manny Blast. Going back to our last episode we talked about the five stages of grief and I actually went back and looked at that after you talked about it and to me this is I feel like a patient sitting in a psychiatrist's office talking about how this team is lacking everything from top down from the front office from the management from our players and that's 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 not good Simon it's not good when you have a pyramid that's just basically falling. This is like a Jenga. Like we're playing Jenga, right? And everything is missing. You know, we're, 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 we're on the precipice of just towering over. That's our team right now. We have, we don't even know what our vision is under Bowley, right? We thought it was hiring a young coach, you know, hiring, getting young players. That didn't get us that far. Now we bring in an ex-manager who does not have a track record to take Chelsea to where it needs to be. That, that's not getting us that far. We're bringing in players. 
Mind you, some of them are young, so we need to wait and see and see how they do. But that's it's not getting us anywhere on that end. Like, what what are we doing? What are we doing? From top to bottom, this is not standards of Chelsea Football Club. This is not the standards that were part of this club before Roman bought the bought the club. This is not the standards of the club while Roman has been, Roman was in charge. It's and then we spent six hundred million dollars or pounds, whatever. I don't know the currency. And there's nothing to show for it at all. Nothing. We're not in any cup finals. We got knocked out of both of those. We are barely surviving in Champions League. We'll know our disposition in two weeks. We're teetering in the mid-table right now, but now on the bottom end. And like you're saying, those other teams are moving up. There is, I do think it's still a low chance, but there is a chance, you know, weeks from now that we may be on that transition of, Having to, because we got big games coming up. People, if you look at the schedule, we we don't we still gotta play City. We still gotta play Arsenal. We still gotta play United. Newcastle. You got, yeah, still gotta play Newcastle. Brentford. Yeah. Brighton. This is not a cupcake schedule coming up. We had that schedule a couple weeks ago, and we still managed to drop a bunch of points during that. So the state of the union is horrible, horrible right now. We are in deep, deep. Deep poo, or poop, if you're an American, for the translation. Todd Bowley, Baghdad Bali, Clear Lake Capital, sort it out. You're on the clock. Seriously, you're on the clock. You are losing this fan base one day at a time. Figure it out, or you're fucked. Thank you, everybody, for listening to our therapy session here after the dismal Chelsea defeat today. Uh, we do really appreciate you listening to our show and I hope it's provo- provided some catharsis for you as well because I think both of us needed it after today. So um, if you want to tune into more episodes, we'll be releasing more probably next one after the Real Madrid game or next weekend. And uh, yeah, if we Manny has some information on our socials for you. Yeah, guys. Uh, again, follow us on Instagram and Twitter. We at we are CATW Podcast, both on Twitter and Instagram. And if you'd like to send us any questions, comments, concerns, or any ideas about future episodes, please please email us at podcastcatw at gmail.com. That is podcastcatw at gmail.com. Thanks so much, guys. We'll see you next time.